Hey everybody, Pierre Quinn here. You're listening to episode 130 of the Leading Wild Green podcast, where my mission is to help you live, learn, and lead with confidence. On this episode of the podcast, I'm joined by Ryan Mason, who was named by Yahoo as one of the top 12 entrepreneurs to watch in 2020. Now, before we jump into that conversation with Ryan, I want to thank you so much for listening to, for supporting the Leading Wild Grain podcast. If you haven't, wherever you listen to podcasts, can you rate it? Can you leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts? It helps us share this podcast with more people who need to go on this journey with us of what it takes to be an effective leader. I also want to challenge you to invest in yourself. We're coming down to the end of 2020. And some of you need some time for evaluation. You need some time for strategy. You need some time for support and perspective. And I want you to join me for my Courageous Leadership Coaching Intensive. If you go to prcquin.com slash coaching, that's prcquin.com slash coaching, you can get more information about my coaching intensive. Some one-on-one time with me. This is not pre-recorded segments. This is not webinar. This is you and me one-on-one digging into everything that that you have at your disposal that you can leverage to end 2020 well and to face 2021 with confidence. So check that out, prcquin.com slash coaching to find out more about my Courageous Leadership Coaching Intensive. Okay, feature conversation today is with Ryan Mason. Now, Ryan was recently named by Yahoo as one of the top 12 entrepreneurs to watch in 2020. He's a savvy founder and CEO behind Lux Brand, America's leading luxury shoelace provider that has been featured on Good Morning America, the NFL Network. It's been in Foot Locker stores and over 30 athletes and celebrities have given an amazing shout out and supported Lux Brand. Now, Ryan is also the founder and CEO of BizBuzz, which provides integrated marketing automation software and services for over 250 small and medium-sized businesses. In each of these roles, Ryan has been a disrupting force with an eye for setting new standards of excellence, never shies away from the opportunity to tackle Yeah, pun intended. He never shies away from the opportunity to tackle new and interesting challenges. Ryan believes that people, process, and platform are the key elements to building a powerful business, and he's here to share the benefits of that approach with others. Here's my featured conversation with Ryan Mason. Excited to be joined on this episode of the Leading Wild Green podcast by Ryan Mason. Ryan, thank you so much for being my guest today. Pierre, I'm super excited to just share my story, and I hope that someone leaves from here with some gold nuggets. So I'm super excited. Thank you for having me. Man, you incredible story, incredible journey. I know we're going to get to a lot of it, man, but let kind of take us back, man. As a kid, uh, growing up, you know, what were, what were big dreams, big plans for you? What were you thinking as a kid? My biggest dream was actually to follow in my father's footsteps. I wanted to play football and go on and play in the NFL just like him. And for me, this was literally everything that my life revolved around. You know, I had a brother who was playing football. He was getting national awards. And then I also had a cousin who played for the Washington Redskins. So it was really, really important for me. (laughs) So as we know, you know, going through that life is not linear. So Mm -hmm. for me, I actually, you know, continued on. I played high school football. My dad always told me one thing. He said, Ryan, you need to perform. That's all you got to worry about. 
If you perform, you'll get to that next level. And I did just that. I was fortunate enough to, you know, break a couple of records and things like that for the state of Alabama. Mm -hmm. Um, But that led me to obviously wanting to go to the biggest school I can go to, the Alabamas, the Auburns of the world. Yeah, yeah. I wanted, you know, to be that person on that big stage. But it didn't happen like that. I ended up, after breaking records, I ended up basically getting only one full scholarship. Hmm. Most of those big schools would literally tell me the same thing. I would go, I would perform. I would actually, you know, in my mind, I would actually run circles around some of the big recruits. And the difference is that they were about six, five and I was about five eleven. Hmm. So they all told me, Ryan, you were, you're undersized, even though your stats double what others um, have as well. So this was big for me. This is, this was a dream killer for me yeah. mentally. Had I let it actually just sit there and marinate, right? So for me, I actually ended up going to the University of North Alabama, which is a small school in Florence, Alabama. Okay, mm-hmm. they are actually Division One now, and for me, my dreams were kind of crushed. But mm-hmm. I want to I want to tell this story because you know a lot of things we we put our own, on our own minds but it, it really is isn't really reality yeah so yeah. for me i already kind of felt like hey well i maybe i'm not you know make i'm not making the cut right mm-hmm. but that happened to be the best thing that ever happened to me wow. so i went to this school i went to the university of north alabama and i was ready to prepare to uh continue my career in football mm-hmm. so i was i had a full scholarship and Basically, I continued, I struggled, I struggled, and I struggled. And about three years in, I realized that, man, I don't know what's going on. I'm running up against some things that I really can't control. Um, But I'm losing love for the game. Hmm. I am spending so much time and energy, you know, given to a sport that I had lost love for playing. And I contemplated making a transition. So that transition which was basically at the time something that was just so heavy on my heart for me i wanted to basically quit a full scholarship and one of the biggest things that weighed on me was i didn't want to be labeled as a failure mm-hmm. i you know i didn't want to be disowned by my family and here i am again putting all of these negative thoughts in my head <laughs> yeah, so yeah. from there, yeah, it was it's a, it was tough, you know. And from there, though, just to make a super detailed story short, I contemplated this, and I decided, hey, well, I got to go and talk to some people. I got to mm-hmm. go and talk to people, and basically, I couldn't talk to my father at first just because of his pedigree. So I went to my mom, and of course. We all know what most mothers will say in a situation like this. <laughs> you have absolutely lost your mind thinking you're going to leave a full scholarship. Yeah. Do you know how hard you worked? For yeah. That? And I did. And I, and I didn't understand then, but now I understand why she felt that way. My grandfather basically said the same thing in a nice way. So from there, I was really puzzled. I, I didn't know what to do, where to turn. I needed to seek outside advice and outside opinions. So one day um, during Christmas break, I actually decided to, you know, go home and, and kind of just put my mind together, which is, we can talk about that a little later, but basically when I started my first company, the idea, mm-hmm. but basically from there, I later went back to school and I decided, Hey, I need to go and talk to some people who don't know who I am. 
So I called about seven people at the mm-hmm. small school, which I wouldn't have been able to do at a bigger school. Mm-hmm. I called the dean on down the list, and I finally got connected with a guy named Dr. Bora, and I poured my entire life story into Dr. Bora. And I told him, you know, hey, this is where I am. This is how I'm feeling. And I don't know what to do. Am I crazy or not for leaving, thinking about leaving a full scholarship? He said two things. He said, Ryan, for one, your idea about for business is great. How serious are you? I said, I'm 120% serious. He said, great. We'll work on it during the summer. He said, as, as far as your other question, seems like you already have your answer. And for me, this, I walked away from that meeting pissed. I mean, absolutely pissed <laughs> because I did not know. He didn't give me a clear answer. I needed him to tell me straight up and down, were you crazy or not? So eventually I went to another person. His name was Dr. Thomas Calhoun. And I poured the exact same story into him. And I walked away from that meeting and he said the exact same thing. Ryan, it seems like you already have your answer. So I was left with a decision to make. And basically I had to go and talk to my father. And what happened to be something that was so hard for me at first, I finally built up the courage to go and speak with him, told him everything that I was feeling with. And he said one thing, he said, Ryan, I support you 100%. And that was it. And from there, that is when I started to really excel in business. Um, I took that energy and that focus and I switched it in life um, to something that I could potentially be doing for the rest of my life. And that's how the story got, got started. And that's how I got into business. Listen, Ryan, I mean, we could spend the next two hours just on, <laughs> on that section of the story. Uh, and I know it's so many incredible, incredible parts, but man, for, 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 a couple of moments. Mm-hmm. Can you just speak to, there are people who are listening to this podcast and maybe their story is, is diff, slightly different from the aspect of, you know, maybe they got injured mm-hmm. or maybe right. they got fired or right. maybe some, some other mitigating circumstance that, that's, that said to them. And for yours, you know, it's this, it's this reality that this is not the move anymore. Right. For other people, it's no, this is the extenuating circumstance that you can no longer. And especially in the, in, for individuals who felt like their identity was the thing. Mm. What do you say to those people? You know, you got the pedigree, you got professional right. athletes in your family. You've won awards. How do you navigate where this feeling of my identity is this? And I don't know if I could switch to something else. Right. One of the biggest things that I had to do is lean on faith, honestly. Mm -hmm. I I really had to. I was in a world, especially when I crossed over, I was in a world unknown. I had no clue. I was actually throwing stuff at the wall and hoping it stuck. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely went through that. And what really kept me going was faith and just Mm -hmm. believing in something, you know, believing in that mission and that vision that I had placed uh, you know, or I had wrote down at the very beginning. Right. Yeah. And then what carries you through is perseverance. Mm-hmm. That is the entrepreneur superpower. Yeah. Having perseverance and basically being able to stick to a task until successful completion is really, really important. And that is how you win. Another thing is understanding that failure is the key to success. 
It's mm. really, really important. Say that again, man. Say that again. <laughs> Failure is the key to success. When I realized that the most successful, well, all successful people fail their way to the top, that is when I had a complete mental shift. That is when my, my dreams became or my goals became bigger. I worked harder and I understood that if I shoot for a dream that is literally on the moon, I'm going to land amongst the stars. Mm-hmm. So that is, I think that is one of the most important things that we can realize after going through challenges in life. In, in your bio, it talks about you know, going from football success to academic success. What were some things about being an athlete, winning awards at, at the, you know, in, in your state, setting milestones and markers, getting on national radar? Mm-hmm. What were some things about the athletic experience, in addition to the perseverance, that you applied to, uh, to academics and entrepreneurship? Mm-hmm. I think it was the energy, the personality, and the focus for me. Mm-hmm. I, one thing that I've always pride myself on is basically being original. Um, mm-hmm. And because what happens, there's so many times in life, you know, especially with, with a lot of things that are going on today, is we find ourselves kind of shifting who we are, mm-hmm. right? To, to mm-hmm. fit people who really probably don't even care about us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that requires a lot of energy and time to do that. We need to just continue being who we are and be prideful and proud of who we are. Um, because when you're comfortable with where you are in life, mm-hmm. you can actually see the road or the path in front of you. And you can also vision what, what are the things that you have to do to get there. So I think, you know, from doing that, make moving and making that transition, I literally was, I, I, I shifted my, my energy and I shifted my focus. Everything else was the same. My work ethic, who I was, my, my ingredients and my makeup and my characteristics, mm-hmm. they're still the same. Mm-hmm. It's just I transitioned them to a new playing field. Let's talk about that, that first business idea. When you were talking to people at the school and they were saying, are you serious about this idea? Kind of right. walk us through that first Kind of walk us through that revelation because you talked about it was a moment where you kind of wrote it all out and it was clear. Mm -hmm. And then from having that clarity to implementation, what what did that look like and what was the business? It's actually a really funny story. (laughs) I started this business um, because I was looking for a reason to convince my parents and others that I hadn't lost my mind. It was a means to an end for me. Mm-hmm. I needed to pre- present that I had some type of plan B and a plan C potentially. Yeah. So uh, basically one day, you know, I went home for Christmas break and as a college athlete, you don't really have time to, to work. You don't have time to really venture out. Mm-hmm. So for me, this was my opportunity. I was dealing with a lot. My mind was all over the place. So there was a guy that I, followed on Instagram. And basically what he would do is he would break down a shoe. He would take the the latest and greatest shoes. He would break it down and he would replace the, the leather and the panels on the sides with exotic leather, lambskin and different things like that. And he was so good at it. He was basically recreating his, his own shoe. Mm -hmm. So good at it. I said, well, maybe this is something that I can do. So I realized, um, Hey, 
if you go if you have this vision you got to put forth some effort so <laughs> what i did was i went home and i started cutting up an old air force one shoe i used a knife um and basically as i'm cutting this apart i'm just like geez i'm still in college i have no money i i can't um enroll <laughs> myself into um leather crafting classes for shoemaking i i can't travel so maybe this is not a good idea so in the midst of me really just trying to brainstorm and figure this out, I thought about shoelaces. Hmm. I said, wow, shoelaces have been the same for I don't know how long. You got cotton laces and you got leather, uh, bulky square leather laces that are usually in boots. Hmm. Well, why can't I make a stylish lace that people can wear that's flat? It looks great on both sides and they can really style it the way that they want to and potentially increase the value of their shoe. Mm-hmm. And that's where the idea came from. It's like, wow, you know, so from there, I literally went to the local leather shop and I walked in and it's so funny because people looked at me like I was completely lost and <laughs> it was just hilarious. <laughs> but I told everyone in the store, my, my vision and my idea, and we went immediately to the back and we started working on skiving leather, cutting leather. And I was so convinced from there to spend you know, $300 on my first leather hide. Hmm. At that point, I said, Ryan, you got to invest in yourself. Like so many people, I was just comparing myself to so many people who just don't value investing in themselves first, right? So I bought that leather hide and I started that process. But basically going back to school and, and having that conversation and the summer coming around after I was basically off of the full scholarship, we got to work. And what this looked like was me literally taking that product, creating an MVP, which is a minimum viable product, something that I could at least show to people and get their feedback on and test and do R&D on. And basically from that, I had went around and spoke to enough people to realize that, hey, there is a potential market for this. The riches are in the niches, right? So this small thing, which started as luxury shoelaces, basically caught the attention of so many people so quickly. And that's where I got my start. That's how I got my start. Ryan, I want to talk about, just for a few moments, the the value of sitting there with that Air Force One mm-hmm. and and the the cutting tool that you have and the attempt to take it apart. Talk about the value of trying the things mm. to find the right thing. Cause I feel like a lot of us, man, we just want to hit the right thing. We don't want that. Okay. This doesn't work. Let's tweak. Let's move. Let's pivot. What What's the, what's the, the importance of like, would we be here if you hadn't tried to cut up an air force one? No, absolutely not. It, you know, when you think about it, and it goes back to, you know, successful people fare their way to the top. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that I have grown into mentally is basically understanding that, you know, no matter where you are, and I'll give you a story, actually. Mm-hmm. So my first couple of hires, I basically had just got off of Good Morning America with my shoelaces. Mm-hmm. So that required me, I had just moved to Atlanta, Georgia, but that required me to go back home where my contract manufacturer was at the time and make sure we were prepared and ready to handle that kind of volume. 
So basically, after I got back, I was just stressed to the max. I was like, Ryan, you know, you have another company over here, uh, which has marketing software. If you don't do something, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> so I rushed the hiring process, right? But even before getting into the hiring process, I, it was something that I was, I had worked so hard to, for building this. And I said, well, I'm going to be given, I don't have any investor, investors at this point. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to really have to give my trust to others. And I'm going to have to train them and teach them how to do this. Mm-hmm. And I put it off for so long because mm. I was scared of that failure. I was scared to spend that money because there was a big chance that it's my first hire, my first couple of hires, and it may not work out that way. And basically what brought me over that hump was to, when, when I understood that I can either do this now and learn from it and take the positives out of it and mm. not focus on the negatives, or I can wait till, to, you know, 15, 20 years later and then try it again. Hmm. So I didn't want to wait. I yeah. wanted to go ahead and bump my head a little bit because I knew that I could potentially recover from it. And also the faster that I could basically take those losses, learn from them and reapply them with those valuable lessons the next time. So it's extremely important to, you know, make sure that we are trying new things um, because basically if we don't try new things, you know, let's just look at the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We're going through so much right now. We work yeah. with a ton of local businesses and I grew up in that space and I understand it is really challenging and it's really hard right now, but I have to use this as a warning that things like this do happen. Mm-hmm. They may not be at larger scales like a pandemic, but they do happen at smaller variations time and time again. And what really, really is going to help you through that process is having nimble processes and also nimble platforms to keep you afloat. So that's that's my takeaway for, you know, the change and how to really understand it and adapt it um, and use it to your advantage. You mentioned Good Morning America uh, in our conversation uh, for the people who who don't know you. Maybe they haven't read the show notes to to this conversation and haven't read through your, your bio and they're just kind of listening in and intrigued. Uh, take us to from that buying that first leather hide mm-hmm. um, to kind of the full measure of the impact of of how far your business has been able that particular business has been able to reach. Right, right. So I decided to invest in myself with the, buying the first gold leather hat. And man, you can only imagine me going back home with that. And my parents are looking like, this guy has lost his, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> but basically from there, from that small investment into myself and having, a, a, you know, faith and something, right? Mm-hmm. That took me from going to college uh, a, a week or two later after that Christmas break, literally calling strangers. I called about seven people, about five of them answered. They pretty much put me in, t- in touch with one person that led to me talking to the other person and then eventually leaving that full scholarship. Then from there, this is the proof in the pudding that when you have faith and you persevere through things, good things do happen. Mm-hmm. They do happen because after that, I actually had crossed uh, Omega Sci-Fi. Mm-hmm. And from there, I would never forget sitting down in the cafeteria and basically with a purple jacket on, camo pants on, 
bald head, no eyebrows, <laughs> a flip camo hat on and gold boots. And a young lady came to me and she said, are you going to the career fair? Now I had planned on going to this career fair, um, but I forgot about it. And of course I wasn't going to go looking like that. So I said, does it look like I'm going to this career fair dressed like this? No. She walked off and I thought to myself, well, the worst that they can say is no. Mm-hmm. So I went up there, I interviewed and I laughed. It was a great conversation starter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what do you have on, right? <laughs> and basically from there, I ended up being interviewed and I got my first internship immediately after that. And that mm-hmm. was with a company in Florence, Alabama. They were going to pay me $100 an hour. I'm sorry, $100 a month for gas. I was their first innovation um, slash marketing intern. Okay. And from there, fast forward about six months later, I would say three to six months later, mm-hmm. I get a call from my mom. Here I am, no scholarship. Um, I have responsibilities now, whether I know it at the time or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so my life has completely changed. My mom calls me on the phone and she's crying. And I'm walking from class and I'm like, mom, are you okay? Is, is everything okay? And I could just hear the, the stress in her voice. And she said, have you looked at your tuition? And for me, I'm just like, oh God, my heart drops to the yeah. bottom because I haven't looked at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been three years without paying for anything, <laughs> you know, because of the scholarship. Well, she said, Ryan, you know, your scholarship has been paid. I mean, your, your tuition has been paid. <laughs> And I'm just like, how? And we dig into it. And that company that I got my first internship with paid $100 a month. $100 a month. Yep. <laughs> they paid me that $100 plus my tuition. I, didn't, I knew nothing about it. But that's wow. the power of having faith. Wow. That is the power right there. Because from there, things started to line up. I went to another internship um, at ES, I mean, not at ES Robbins, at um, Sherwin Williams in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And from there, I was not only just spending most of my day working, but I was hustling and bustling any time that I could outside of that with shoelaces, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. going to stores, just making connections with people. And next thing you know, someone sends me a picture and says, hey, um, I'm, I, I need to get a couple of pairs of laces. I'm going to give these to Kevin Gates. Wow. So a few days after that, Kevin Gates has pictures wearing our laces and, and his shoes. A couple of days after that, I see, I wake up, I get on Instagram and or Facebook as well, and I see people tweeting and also just mentioning Hey, I see your laces on NFL Network right now. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? How you it must be something else. Those aren't my laces. Well, I get the video clip and I'm like, oh my goodness, the commentator is on there talking about the laces, saying, "Go Nate, go laces, Nate! Wow, that's beautiful. That's incredible." As Marquise Goodwin catches the ball and drags his feet down the yeah. line. Yeah. So even from there, that led to. Um, appearances on Good Morning America, the number one show in the country, and which was amazing and a blast. We sold out of everything. Yeah, yeah. And even five days after that, so five days after Good Morning America reached out to me, basically Foot Locker sends a message, hey, do you have any representation with Foot Locker stores? 
Of course not. <laughs> of course not. Where's the catch? What's going on here, right? Yeah. But that's just proof that when you put your head down and you and you focus and you work hard and you do good by people, people look out for you and good mm-hmm. things happen. So that's the story. That's the story. You you were mentioning the fact that you were working this internship and you're hustling laces. Like Absolutely. this this both and right. um why why was that so essential for you to mm-hmm. have that both and experience where you are accountable to this to this company, you're learning some things about just industry and business, and you are leveraging all the remaining time and effort toward this particular dream that you told your parents you're going to make this happen. Why, why was it, why was it a benefit for you to have both at the same time? Right. It's actually funny because a good friend who was mentoring me, I told him about the new internship that I had and I was going to move to Atlanta. And he said, I don't know why you're doing that. You're going to hate it. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> Oh my God. I was just, I felt so disrespected when he said that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't tell him that. But a few months later, here I am at the internship and I just wasn't learning as much as I was learning bumping my own head. Mm. I'm being completely honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was literally a thrill to figuring it out on my own and, and building something that was my own. Mm-hmm. And now I think it, it was also important because those relationships with people that I that I came across within the company was amazing as well. Those people supported me and they are still my friends to this day. Um, But I think for me, what really, really kept my head down on focusing on my company Lux brand was because for one, there was no no better feeling than setting a goal (laughs) scuffling and struggling to hit that goal. And then one day achieving that goal, no better feeling. Talk to me about Yahoo, man. Like when we first, when I first uh, got the email from you and you put the link in there to Yahoo and I'm like, okay, let me check. Okay. He is on, he is <laughs> on a, the, the uh, this list of people that he, and I recognize a lot of these names, Right. Ryan Mason is on this list, man. Talk, talk to us about the list, man, that you're on and that whole experience when that recognition. It's been a whirlwind. Um, so that happened about a month ago. And basically the way that happened was a friend of mine reached out to me on Instagram. And this is a friend that we had done business together, um, especially through Lux brand and everything. And he basically said, Hey Ryan, um, send me your bio and a headshot. That's all he said to me. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those days where I was just so busy that I had a folder with it already in there. I just no clicked world. stand and mm-hmm. kept going. So a couple of days after that, he wrote back and said, hey, it's about to drop. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> In my head, I'm like, man, I can't wait till you drop whatever you got going on because I know it's going to be big. I can't wait till you drop it. He's like, no. Just know anytime I have an opportunity to talk and share your story, I do it. Hmm. I was like, oh God, I'm, you're not going to make, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. What is it? And he said, just be patient. <laughs> and basically when it dropped, it dropped and it kind of, it just, it blew my mind. And 
it's been a journey because I'm so thankful for all of the love and support that I've gotten. And for me, what I'm honestly, my, my purpose here is to make sure that I give the value back because people have always gave me the value and helped me out. So it's only right, no matter how much success I have, is to make sure I give back and, and I help people achieve opportunities like I have gotten myself. What what was the what were the family conversations like after you know you're listed as one of the top entrepreneurs to watch uh, in in this year in 2020? What was the what was the conversation with family like after that recognition? It was it was different. Um, there, I would say this: the conversation has become really really real about. Hmm everything that is happening. Um, and it's taken some time, as we know, it's taken some time. Um, my mother, for example, she is not the business person in the family. Hmm. Okay. She is the nurturing type. She is the loving type, the caring type. And of course, most mothers, they want us to be safe as their kids. Mm-hmm. They don't want us to go through the challenges. It took me some years to understand that. Mm-hmm. But she is 100% on board <laughs> and my father and grandfather and everyone that I had talked to at the very beginning, they're all on board. That conversation has went from, you know, just, okay. Okay. To how can I help? What do we need to do? <laughs> what do we need to make happen? Because you are, you, you go boy. <laughs> yeah. 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 That is the love and support that I have been getting from my family. I'm so thankful. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's it's so good to hear that family piece being integrated uh, into into what you're doing and, and you having that foundation that can help you on this journey and pivot. I just love hearing uh, family elements to to your story. And it's 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 not just laces, you know, right. reading the bio, checking the sites, doing the socials. It's not just laces. Tell it. Tell tell the people who are listening. Uh, about some of the other uh, ventures that you have in the other areas in which you've been able to find success? Sure. So growing up and actually going to college in Florence, Alabama, Florence is a very small area. And basically, as we know, word travels really fast in small areas. Yeah. So that is when, when I started to have some success in Lugsbrand, basically word traveled very fast. That led to a lot of local businesses reaching out to me asking for marketing help. They mm. said, hey, Ryan, you know, you're doing a lot of different things at 23, 24 years old. You know, what is what are you doing? And for me, it was like, um, you know, here's the stuff that I'm doing. I don't know if it's going to be of value to you until I told them. And they were like, I mean, everybody that I would talk to was like mind blown. Mm. They were like, oh, my God, Ryan, like, that's genius. I've been in business 30 years. And. I haven't thought about that. So that led me to people actually just naturally saying, Hey Ryan, I, I want to pay you. To, can you do that for me? Hmm. I said, sure. Um, I'll do it. <laughs> so <laughs> basically from there, that led me to starting my second company called biz buzz digital. Okay. So we are a hybrid agency and what makes us unique is we provide software. All right. To help people manage their listings, their reputation, their social media marketing, their website and advertising all from one platform. Hmm. So there's no wow. need to go to 30 different places to manage that. All the analytics, all the data is right there in one place. All right. And basically, 
or we can actually dive in and do all of that work for you within that same platform. Mm -hmm. So whether you're doing it and your internal team is doing it or we're doing it for you, basically that's what makes us unique. Okay. Now I'm a firm believer in people process and platform. And it kind of goes like this, the right people or the A players, they drive leads and sales. They follow a proven process. All right. To do this. And they use a platform to do this at scale. So for me, I understood the value of the platform, but also not just the platform, but the process. Mm. So right now, what I'm working on is building a book called The Digital Playbook. And it's actually going to be released off for pre-sale at the end of October for $1.99. So please go and get that, guys. But basically what I've done is all the strategies that I've used to basically you know, land on Good Morning America, NFL Network, do business with Foot Locker, Adidas, um, Fox News, Yahoo, all of that stuff and all of those strategies, not only for myself, but also my clients are brain dumped into this book. So it's basically going to carry people through um, the repeatable revenue engine, which there are six phases to it. So plumbing, goals, content, targeting, amplification and optimization. So we're going to help those guys basically generate leads, close new business and actually scale what they're already good at. Man, I I just get so excited just hearing about like all of these pieces and arms and the clarity in which you, you, you speak about like, this is what's next and on the horizon, how you, how you've grown, grown this from making the choice to walk away from, from football. And I know there, there are some people who it's not football, mm-hmm. but it's something um, that needs a necessary ending. Right. You know, right. maybe it's relationship, maybe it's an industry, mm-hmm. maybe it's even a picture uh, of what, how they thought life was going, going to turn out. Right. And they are worried about what they might miss mm-hmm. if they, end that thing uh, well how, how would you encourage someone who is kind of wrestling with that right now i think you need to think like this always be growing always be growing you know i think that one day there's gonna even now there's gonna be something else that comes along that is gonna tug on me and mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to make the decision to do that or to not do that all right but either way if you're always growing either way is going to be a a success, no matter which Mm -hmm. direction you decide to go. If you are taking one day at a time and you're learning things and you're applying things that you've learned and you're being good and kind to others around you, you're never going to go the wrong path. Mm -hmm. You're going to keep going up. So I would encourage you guys to understand that yes, change is okay. Change is going to happen. But the best way that you can prepare for that is to understand that, Hey, um, failure again is the key to success. Yeah. So when you bump your head, it's okay to dwell on it for a second, but then we take those, those things that were losses, learn from them and apply them to the next stage. So keep growing. One of the areas, uh, Ryan, in which a lot of us need to grow. And I know this is a, uh, area of growth for me, and I'm, I'm glad I'm on with you, the expert, to have this conversation. Is is how we manage our personal, our mm-hmm. personal brand, 
right. in this digital age, uh, heavy in entrepreneurship. And even if we're not entrepreneurs, maybe we work in a corporate context or so, some other industry, but we still want to be able to speak. We still want to be able to have influence, but we're not always paying attention to what we do with our, with our personal brand. Can you got, I know we only got a few minutes left in this conversation, but kind of give us a mini masterclass on what are some of the things that we need to be mindful of as we're trying to establish and grow a personal brand. Right. So if you think of it like this, people use their personal brand or they leverage their personal brand to build their business. All right. So Mm -hmm. if you think of this and you understand it, your personal brand is basically your portfolio and your online resume. All right. So whether you're getting a job or starting a business or trying to get that next new client, it still all works the same. Okay. So for me, there's a couple of strategies that I actually use to help um, not only myself, but also our, my, our clients basically build and leverage their personal brand. And this, like I said, this can be used not only for businesses and those mm-hmm. people, but also for people who are working as well. Okay. So basically it's something that's super important and I kind of call it the topic wheel. All right. So the topic wheel is basically, it's connected to your why. Mm-hmm. All right. So why is basically, why are you doing this? Why are you in business? What's your story? You know, what are some of the things that you experienced which led you to where you are today? All right. Everyone has a story and that is how we connect. Okay. So basically it starts with three uh, personal topics and three professional topics. That is what I always encourage. So if you can think of the topics that you want to be known for or known by, right? For me, that is entrepreneurship, that is um, wealth, uh, generational wealth, that's finding your balance in life. That's also sports and entertainment. And then there's also um, having a growth mindset. So those are some of the ones that are in digital marketing. So those are the six that are important to me. So I've found a couple of personal ones and a couple of business ones. Mm -hmm. And what I've done is basically out of those topics, I can begin to create content around those topics. Mm -hmm. And what this does is this helps me be seen as the expert. And the next up in those industries or for those topics. So when you start to create constant, consistent content around these topics um, that align to whatever profession you have or whatever business goals you have, then people notice that people see that. And basically they make the connection because you are talking about telling your why your story. How, how, why is this important to you? Why are these topics so dear and near to you? Right. And basically, as you do that and you leverage that, that is how you build your personal brand the correct way without, I mean, with actual a proven process. Does that make sense? That makes sense. That makes sense. And I, I know people are like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I mean, they're going to rewind that part and jot <laughs> it down because you're giving us a, a, a super simple, powerful strategy that not many of us think about and how in the things that really matter to us, because that's the truth. We know in preparing for this conversation, I went on all your yep. social media. I looked at videos. I'm looking at articles, all the lists you show up. I'm trying to figure out a little bit more about who you are right. to even decide if I want to do have this conversation with Absolutely. you and and I know vice versa. So, um, man, that I'm, a, I'm, I can't wait till we get off this, this interview. I'm, I need <laughs> sure. to do my six. Cause I haven't, I haven't done my, done my six. And I think that's something that all 
especially my emerging leaders really, uh, really need to, to take hold of. Right. Uh, I, I want to ask you, Ryan, what, what's uh, a story um, recently or even when you got started? Maybe it was a client that you had. Maybe it's somebody you sold something to. Maybe it was even an interview that you walked away from that experience saying, this is why I do what I do. This is kind of one of those watershed moments where it was so clear that all the work and drive and effort were worth it so that you could experience a moment like this. Recently, I think after the Yahoo top 12 news broke, I received a message on Facebook and this guy's name is Josh. And basically this message, it was about two paragraphs or so, but basically in this message, Josh said to me, he's like, Ryan, I don't know if you remember me, hmm. but I was your pen pal. And when I thought about pen pals, I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I had to be like 14 or something, <laughs> you know, it was yeah. probably younger than that. Yeah. And he said, you know, I've always looked up to you. Even then, the work ethic, the poise that you, the way you carried yourself, the way that you spoke, the way that you walked, I noticed those things. And honestly, this is not a surprise to me at all. He said, I watched you on the football field and I also watched you make that, those same transitions and use that, those same characteristics about you in other areas of life and now in business. And this made, I mean, this meant the world to me. I sent it to my, my parents. I sent it to my brother because I just know my why, and it's in my book I already stamped, <laughs> is helping shape the future leaders of tomorrow. Yeah. That's that is why I'm here. That is the purpose I'm here. And when you're walking in the right path, you tend to find others who are like you. Yeah. For the reason we connected, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also one other thing is, you know, I sat down at a friend of mine. He he's got a really, really large company. I mean large. They, I think they just cost a billion dollar evaluation. And basically he sat down with me and he said, Ryan, I see it in you. And I know, and the reason I see it in you is because you're not because of your business ideas or anything like that. He said, because of your, your, your character, the way you carry yourself. Hmm. And that meant the world to me. So that here it is on both ends, right? Me looking up and also me helping up. So those are two stories. <laughs> those are two stories. And I'm going to continue to to try to be the best leader that I can be to not only, you know, my, my the future generations to come, but also others around me as well. Ryan, I call this section of the podcast shameless plug time. You know, give all the URLs, man, if you want to buy laces, if, you know, whatever whatever your both businesses, socials. I mean, all give us all the stuff so that we can, so that we can stay connected with you. Sure. So the first thing, if you want to go and get laced up today, uh, check out these laces. Most of them are made from Italian lambskin. They're really cool, really unique. Um, but you can basically shop at Lux, L-U-X-E hyphen brand, B-R-A-N-D.com. If you want to work with me, if you want to use our tools. If you want to purchase the digital playbook, all right, during the pre-sale, you can actually go to ryandmason.com. 
So once you get there, there'll be a big red button at the top. You can actually hit get started for free if you want to go over and use our marketing tools for free. If you want to work directly with me, all right, it starts with the power hour. You can actually book that by hitting that flip icon in about the middle of the page. And then lastly, if you actually want to uh, purchase the digital playbook, um, and so you can take it home, get these strategies, use these strategies. You can actually scroll to about the middle of the page and basically there'll be a section that'll allow you to go ahead and sign up for the digital playbook. It's not every day that you get a chance to sit down and chat with one of Yahoo's top 12 entrepreneurs to keep a tab on in 2020. But we did that today on the Leading Wild Green podcast. Ryan Mason, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much. I had a blast. Great conversation with Ryan Mason about his work with Lux Brand, his work with BizBuzz. And in that conversation, he mentioned an upcoming product, Teaching Entrepreneurs Digital Strategy. And it's available now for pre-sale, the digital playbook, Secrets to Building Repeatable Revenue Through Digital Marketing by Ryan Mason. I'll put the links in the show notes so that you can check out Ryan and all of his work. You can get pre-order your copy of the digital playbook and you can grow in your business. Hey, that's all I got for this episode of the Leading Wild Green Podcast. You know it's my mission to help you live, learn, and lead with confidence. So until next time, take care and God bless.